Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back to Blighty Day Fiance Sister Blights. We are the only <laughs> married, yep. monogamous, mm-hmm. transatlantic, yep. international I mean, couple. How does that differ? differ from- you told me you wanted me to do it. So do you want me to do it or do you want to interject <laughs> and provide your own commentary? I The Sister Blight intro, take two, go. Hello. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, as you can probably hear, my name is Michelle. Uh, <laughs> my name is Robin. We actually ha- still have the genuine uh, blight, don't we? Yeah, we do. We have some kind of flu. It's not COVID, but um, it came in strong and <laughs> it's not leaving anytime soon. So I have recovered partial use of my of my voice i'm still a bit sniffly so please excuse me i know that it's horrible to have to listen to someone retching and coughing constantly (laughs) do you think we chose the wrong brand have we brought this on ourselves we have been progressively a little bit more sick since we started doing this um i think this is the first time that we've been sick should we rebrand as like wealthy day fiance or (laughs) Something like if you put it out into the world, it will come back. Sure. By the way, um, this only came up on one pod, so some of you might not have, have, have heard this. Blighty is just what we call Britain here in Britain. Yes. Yeah, it's our affectionate nickname. It's nothing to do with like pestilence. No. No. And Bloody Day Fiance just wasn't going to catch on in the <laughs> same way, I don't think. No, that was a U2 song anyway. <laughs> Thing. maybe who knows anyway um we hello. Have... 
Hello. So for if you're new to the podcast, if you've been referred to us by um, one of your friends in the Sissy Squad um, or... Uh, Pink Shade Bunkies or any number of the fabulous other fandoms that uh, we have a crossover with. Or Cody Brown. This is what we do. We recap reality TV shows, dating shows, shows about relationships, marriages, etc. Things like that. Um, at the moment, Sister Blights is our only show on the main feed, but if you want to hear more from us, we are covering Love is Blind on our Patreon, or Love is Blight. Um, you can join that. Look at look us up, patreon.com slash blighty day. Um, We're going to be doing The Crown, aren't we? Is, yes. Has that now been decided? Yeah, it has been decided by is me and by the fandom. <laughs> Some people thought we should stay in our lane. Um, but one of our bays told me never stay in your lane and I'm going to live by that. Right. By the way, if you were promised a tote bag, I promise you that though that is all underway. I was gearing up to do that. And then I got this hideous flu. Um, but please don't think that I have forgotten. I do remember, um, I'm working with, uh, the postal service and understanding how to get them <laughs> to the various places where <laughs> but also, they are to land. Yeah, but also it's a privilege, right? Because you wouldn't want anything that Michelle had touched at the moment. Yeah, you really wouldn't. No. I don't want to send you my flu virus. I want to send you a comically large tote bag <laughs> relative to the decal that is on it, which is tiny. So no one will know that you're this carrying is, it's the problem a Lady Day Beyonce bag. Online shopping, isn't it? We're going to have to do something by hand. Anyway, um, all right. That's probably enough uh, stuff, maybe enough nonsense. It's um, enough announcements, yeah. But yeah. Oh, but one more thing about the Patreon. So if you do sign up for the Patreon, you will get this show. You will get Love is Blight. Um, we have one more public date blight episode, which is where we talk about other shows that we're not covering on the main feed, like Love After Lockup or whatever iteration of Love After Lockup is going on, the sing 90 Day of the Single Life, Inmate to Roommate, things of that nature, all Hello, that good natural stuff. Doing that. Yeah, yeah. But you'll get more date blight on the Patreon. So hop on over there if you're into other shows. That's right. And this week, I am recording with my friend Elliot, Royal Tea, which is gossip about the Royals' past, present, future? Probably not future. <laughs> I mean, the, Elliot is a man who has had, uh, had employment, I suppose, in a royal palace. I mean, like Westminster, that is, I think it's officially classified as a royal palace. Well, it? he wore tights to work right. for years and years, if that's what you mean. So yeah. he knows his royals. He sure does. He has um, a master's degree, as a matter of fact, in Tudor history, but we're not going to be covering the Tudors just yet. We will get to them. Anyway, right. that is enough announcements. You are here to listen to us recap a show now. <laughs> there are some fantastic podcasts that will go beat by beat. Um, that is not our style. Usually what I do is I bring 
uh, three different themes usually to the table. And we sort of discuss the show um, by breaking down those themes. Now, before I begin, I should let you all know what everyone else knows, which is that Robin um, is referred to as Robine. Oh, absolutely. Yes. When we say Robine, we're talking about Robine Brown because she spells her name with a Y. Yes, that's right. If your name is Robin, you would spell it with an I. The way that that Robin does. Okay, so the first theme that I am going to touch on is clean break. I think that might have happened to Alfie's toe. Yeah, (laughs) nobody needs to know about that. It's the only clean thing about him. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's been quite a week, folks. <laughs> um, okay, clean break. Good. Yes, clean break. So what comes to mind when you think of a clean break? Um, I have to say, when I emerged from uh, the divorce of my first wedding, I I genuinely did harbour grand fantasies of becoming a hermit and living on top of a mountain. But you have no idea how high the property prices are up at the top of those mountains. I mean, honestly, there was a bit of me that was like, I'm just done with people. Um, And I suppose that is as clean a break as you can get. But avoiding that, if you can't get that clean a break, I guess when a relationship splits up, you, you want to have the option of not having anything to do with them ever again, really. You don't want any ties. You don't want any financial ties. You don't want any codependency on an emotional level. Um, you don't want to own things together. You don't want to have to ask their permission for anything. Yeah. What What's your take on a clean break? I think there's more to it than that. No. Um, obviously, in this context, uh, they're talking about um, the equity that Christine has in the shared property. And to be honest, when we first kind of started talking about this, I was transported back to my um, land law tutorials and I started to get a tension headache almost immediately, which is why I didn't want to talk about this stuff with you <laughs> because you were just... Was it a tension headache or a torsion headache? Ha, ha, ha. Was that a really good legal joke? No, it wasn't because Shit. tort doesn't stand for torsion. Yeah. It's not short for torsion. Um. Anyway. I tried. You did. You tried. So Cody says, um, or rather Christine proposes that uh, when she sell her house, which is indeed in her name only, that she keep the profits of the sale of that house, that she um, give her lot of land on Coyote Pass back to the family. I think what she, what ended up in reality um, was that she sold it to him for $10 or something like that. Right. Just so that, you know, it, you have to, right? You've got to pay something. Yeah. You've got to pay something over. Um, Do you think that, do you think that was a fair assessment or are you with Cody, I guess there's more than one option than <laughs> thinking it's fair being on why, Cody's side. Yeah, why are you ever asking me if I'm with Cody? Um, 
the the honest truth of it is we don't really know, or at least I don't know. Being new to the show this season, blah, blah, blah. Um, I haven't seen the documents for Coyote Pass. I don't know if they're all down equally as joint owners and they have equal equity in that, if they all invest the same money, so on and so forth. So I'm not really sure. But it all seems entirely overly reasonable on Christine's part, doesn't it? Really? Um, like, the house is exclusively in her name, so she gets all of that. Coyote Pass is partially in her name, and she gets none of that. Right. Seems like a good deal for Cody, I've got to say. That's what I think. I think that's what Cody thinks too. Like, he wanted to grumble, but he capitulated pretty quickly and was like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. But I think in his head he's going, God, this could have been a whole lot worse. Because he knows... The thing they never really refer to on this show, they did one sort of obliquely, but they don't like to sort of <sighs> shine daylight on magic in the sense that, like, they don't really refer to the fact they're not married. <laughs> That's right. The they're not married. He has no claim on anything. She has no claim on all of his possessions either. You could make, you. I mean, you could take it to court, but there's no default there. Well, I don't know that that's true. Okay. I don't know how, I mean... Can you be living as a common-law wife? Is that phrase to use in the States? It is. Yeah. Can um, you be living as a common-law wife when there are three other common-law wives, considering that polygamy is illegal? I genuinely don't know how it works. Right. I really don't. Right. If you are... I know we've got a couple of uh, family lawyer bays, and I know it varies from state to state, but I would love some family law style insight into how this works or indeed equity and trust law um the funny thing whatever is whatever form that would take yeah no one's going to write the polygamous handbook to divorce are they no but that's the thing right the people that actually know about this they're never going to write it down because it suggests that, that they accept that it's possible so it's all going to be like sort of mired in like um the histories do you know what I mean? The little details. It, it's like sort of mining into the, the law, um, rather L-O-R-E rather than L-A-W. Um, because I don't think even they know how it really works. Yeah. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting was Christine said traditionally that women never have anything in mm. their names. They have no assets. And Cody said that women are the only ones who have assets because yep. if the husband gets arrested, then um, I guess the banker, whomever. I'd can... heard that too. I'd heard that in the past too. Or maybe I just saw it on Big Love. I think yeah, I was going to say, I think you probably <laughs> just saw it on Big Love. Yeah. That's... Which is the source material for me. Um, I, I, Which I think is fair enough. Um. Although this family needs a Nikki like no one else. I think Robin thinks that she's Nikki, but she isn't. No. I think Mary thinks that she might be actually. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let us know if you also watched Big Love, the, the sort of early aughts show that I think inspired um, Sister Wives as as a hit. I think that kind of opened the door for them to do their own show. I could be wrong. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think that show predates um, this one. But anyway. I don't think they got into that lifestyle because they saw Big Love. Though. No, no. I mean, 
No. I mean, in the same way that Desperate Housewives, which was a primetime soap yeah. on the ABC network, right. paved the way for real housewives, right. I think Big Love wet the appetites uh-huh. of TLC viewers and made them interested and curious. That's interesting. What other dramas do you think could be spun off into reality docu-soaps? Um, True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like what was that what was the similar era? <laughs> Real vampires of New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's kind of what they did with what what we do in the shadows. Except, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Come on, let's see if you got any ideas. All we'll, right. We'll pitch that shit. We're not proud. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, so Cody says it's not fair because they haven't paid off Coyote Pass and because he cannot um, understand cause and effect <laughs> uh, occurring outside of his own immediate experience. He doesn't get that that money is not his, nor was it ever his. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter if... Now, I trust Janelle because Janelle is the one that deals with the finances, uh-huh. right? And Janelle was all like, this is completely fine. Yeah, yeah. Janelle was happy with that arrangement because she said, we gave family money to Christine, presumably for the deposit. We put family money um, into Robin's house. Now, Cody's version of that is <laughs> Robin and I, sorry, Robin and I gave Christine money for that house. Um, but I still can't, uh, Steven in, uh, Blighty Day Bays always has really good knowledge about stuff like this. And he said that Robine and Cody actually do work and that she is, uh, integral to his, um, I guess arms trade business. And I just can't. That is not something I can wrap my head around. Oh, I can. I can see Rabine, like, and you know those 80s adverts for, like, uh, it was kind of, you know, chicks with machine guns, you know, that kind of vibe? Yeah. Remember, they'd be slightly kind of bodybuildery and a bit oily, um, perhaps wearing, like, a uh, Stars and Stripes two-piece. Um, oh, like Sarah Palin? Yeah. I can I can see Rabine doing that, standing out in front of a, a gun show. With her gun show. With her neck (laughs) (laughs) display. Yeah. Funnily enough, her eyebrows are in the shape of, um, uh, like, Kalashnikovs. (laughs) Which is good, right? Um, Now you need to Photoshop. um, Now you need to Photoshop different styles. Different weapons. Different assault weapons. Yeah, a couple of sabers. (laughs) That could work. That is brilliant. I am going to make you do that because you're very good at Photoshop. (laughs) Um, Right. So, yeah, clean break. It sounds like it is going to be a clean break. I'm thinking also about... It's not. The, well, financially, maybe. Who knows? Um, Another thing that came up that I felt like you could probably relate to is uh, having four houses worth of stuff... (laughs) Of your things. Mm, um, that is all in one house. into one house. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, look, it's, it's 
you know, I, I'm a soccer fan of football, as we call it here, right? I understand, and it's the same in many sports, but you need at least two, for a good team, you need two players for every position, right? Because they get injured. I'm just saying <laughs> you, you need four cables for every position, right? You can't rely on them. You can't rely that you're going to find the right cable at the right time. A cable could get injured. A cable could be suspended. A cable may get called away for international duty. So I'm just saying you need multiple cables for any instance. One day, but, and you all might be nodding your heads thinking, yeah, that sounds reasonable. One day I am going to show everyone the full amount of cables that we have in this house i was so happy the other day uh little alfie's going on a like a residential trip um where like all the kids... it's outdoor ed basically if you did that in middle school right so they're all going off and staying you know in zavud somewhere and um i don't think they're going to swim um but are they going to swim they're not going to swim they're good. going to like Somewhere in Some camp. little yeah. summer camp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but they were like, you can bring a camera. You can't bring a phone because we don't want to be responsible. But you can bring a shitty old camera or something. Um, it's really hard to buy um, cheap digital cameras now because Gen Z have discovered, like, crap photography. Are you aware of this? I don't know anything about Gen Z. It is the latest thing. There are apps now to make your photographs look a little bit blurry and shit like they were when I was younger. Um, genuinely, they want photos now not to have that Polaroid kind of effect. So, like, you remember the filters you got on early Instagram? It's not that. It's more like they want everything to look like it was taken with a really shit camera. Disposable camera? Not disposable, but early digital. Early digital. Oh, why would anyone want low that? megapixel, low kind of bit rate, bad um, sensors for that kind of slightly bitty, blocky, Ooh, crappy? No, no, no. That's what they want. But because of that, all of the secondhand stores, because you used to be able to like you go like past like a you know a pawn shop, P A W N, not P O R N. You're gonna have to spell it because it yeah. sounds the same in your accent. They they may sell cameras in both, um, and and you know in the front window there'd be loads of crappy old like digital cameras and stuff. You can't get them anymore. They've honestly there is a shortage of what it is is like. Ooh, it's your dad's camera because Gen Z are really into like your dad's stuff, right? They're sort of rediscovering. Wow. Yeah. So you can't buy the damn things. And I was so glad because I never throw anything out. I'm not a hoarder. I just believe you need four digital cameras. You just believe technology is cyclical. You're like Liz Lemon's ex-boyfriend, Dennis. And it turns out I'm right because that's exactly what little Alfie needed. Um, but what I didn't factor in is that when a digital camera sits in a rubber bucket for 25 years, the battery will completely explode and will kill it. So probably should have taken the battery out. This has been Obsolete Technology Corner. Thank you for playing. I have to poop, so we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> hey, guess what? The bulldog, right, earlier today... <laughs> I went to bit little out. I'll keep talking while Michelle uh, disappears off to the loo. Um, by the way, should say we are in the blighty bed. Um, we we <laughs> we did a Patreon pod in the blighty bed the other day, and and we're still there. Frankly, we honestly we can't sit up. We're so sick. Um, so do apologise any rustling or bad 
bad sound. It's not the cables. It's not the cables. Um, now, um, the bulldog. I came back from picking up Alfie from school and I was like, this house, it's a bit whiffy. Had a good look around. Couldn't see any poop from the bulldog or the pugilier. Was feeling pretty good about things. I was like, okay, he's just been farting because he is a legendary farter. And then um, I thought, I'll go to the loo myself. And I walked into uh, into my bathroom. And there, inside my shower, was the most beautiful collection of French bulldog poops. And my theory on this is that he kind of, he's seen me in there and he's gone, oh, this is where people do their poos. And he's had a go himself. He didn't realise you have to actually get up onto the toilet. He seems to think that doing it anywhere in that room is is fine. I was secretly proud of him. I don't mind saying. I think that's like an evolution of, of, of bulldogs. I think he's like the next kind of step of intelligence. It's like what they're doing in The Walking Dead, where, spoiler for the last season of The Walking Dead, suddenly they figured out how they can turn, like, door handles. Alfie is not happy about that, by the way, um, such as he gets to see it he's like you can't reinvent something right at the end i'm blathering and wittering i could also just press the pause button that was <laughs> a moment um as a member in good standing of the irritable bowel syndicate um I think it's it's okay to kind of lift the veil here and talk about how if you take cold medicine oh God, yeah. uh, regularly for a couple of days, you uh -huh. tend to get a little backed up. And uh -huh. maybe on the first day that you don't do that, you get about four days <laughs> worth. Well, you're lucky because you can't stand codeine, can you? No, I can't. Codeine I can't. messes you up. Codeine works for me, and I might need it because I am in extraordinary neck pain, but it blocks me up, so I'm avoiding. This has been IBS Corner. Now, um, talking of bodily functions in general, uh, Janelle is... <laughs> struggling a little bit oh, yeah. with the lack of the potable water. Um, the whole situation with that trailer is not great. It's suboptimal. I'm just, uh, hang on, just uh, having a little water here myself. Hang on. And the brilliant thing about that water is um, I got it from a tap. <laughs> Isn't mon modern technology wonderful? It's not. Look, um, <laughs> I feel I don't feel bad for Janelle because she seems to be able to stick out pretty much any scenario. I mean, the fact that she goes camping with Cody and enjoys that blows my mind because I've not, again, this is only the second year that I've been watching the show, but I imagine he's somebody who complains from dusk till dawn. And micromanages. That's not how you light a fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare. I suppose you might enjoy going camping with Cody because in your head you can fantasize that you could bludgeon them and leave them out there and no one would ever find him. Yeah, you, you might I mean, it's got able... its perks. Yeah, I mean... Who's to say he didn't 
stumble and fall off that cliff, right? Who's to say he was pushed? How who would how would you ever prove that? Maybe like the hair that's missing from his hair peninsula <laughs> was ripped out by a bear. Who knows? But Cody is not going to gloat in any of that. He's not going to say I told you so to Janelle. No. He said it's more like it's sad. <laughs> and I got to say when Cody says that about you, you need to revisit your life choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, poor Janelle. Poor Janelle. She's doing fine. It'll be fine. She's got a day and a half's water. Um, that's all you need. It'll be all right. Um, it chilled me to the bone <laughs> when she asked him if he could take her bins like her her trash cans out to the end of the property. And he oh. was like, oh, man, my, uh, my truck's darn, full. My truck's full. <laughs> Cut to the truck, which is completely empty. <laughs> Not... he, he did end up taking them. Uh, let us know if you have to use a vehicle. If <laughs> your property is so large, you have to use a vehicle to take your bins to the, to the roadside. Um, that strikes me as a big old burden. You see, I wouldn't want to live there just for that reason. I guess the idea is they will build a proper road up to whatever their properties are and, like, collection vehicles can come up it. Is that Or is that a normal thing? Like, if you live... No, it's... I mean, where my parents live... Um, You've got you to do that, to take... yeah. No, there's nobody coming to collect it. Yeah. You have to take your own trash to the dump. Yeah. Couldn't do it. No. It's hard enough for me on Tuesday nights. i got to say, midnight is not a fun night in the Snark household. No. No. Um. So that's one type of sustainability. Are they going to make it through the cold, harsh winter? That's the thing that's troubling me. Ugh. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. 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 I don't I mean, I don't know what she ended up doing, so I can't say, but I would I would prefer not to be in that position in the first place. Well, whenever she spells out the timeline, she's like, Oh, I'm hoping we'll get like the garage, which will be like the temporary, there's word for it, um, like home built by Yeah, March. the casita. By March, I think she might have said. Apologies if I got that wrong. Um, and I'm like, that's over a winter. <laughs> well, yeah. I think there's at least one winter in the trailer. Something that I I didn't realize until um again my parents going through a, a renovation is that over COVID and indeed mm. post COVID there is still there are still lingering supply chain problems. Oh yeah. So it's not only getting the materials in um Basically, contractors can charge whatever they like. My my parents are in a relatively remote area in the in the northeast. Yep, you got like one or two suppliers. You've got one or two suppliers, and no one's got any supplies. The same things happen to the cable market. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it is truly. It's a nightmare. <laughs> um. So the other kind of sustainability that we talk about, I I think we can come back to the the sort of titular line hang on with me hang on with, with me guy, guy come hang on, on with me. me just do some hanging 
A-K-N-G-I-N-G. It doesn't work as good as abide with me, does no, it? No, abide with me. Should we do our abide with me? <laughs> no. Come on, let's let's treat them. No. <laughs> when my voice is better, All right. uh, we can do it. Anyway, um, hanging on and abiding are... Are very similar. I often aboding and abiding in this episode. Aboding and abiding, yeah. You know, I think it takes a special kind of woman to encourage another <laughs> woman uh, to remain in a loveless, um, communicationless marriage uh, based on. What? Well, the thing is, I don't think Mary wishes anyone ill. I just think that Mary has made a house for herself in her anger, right? She lives at number one Anger Street, Anger Town. And it's quite lonely in that house. And she actually just wants other people to live with her in it. So she doesn't, she knows that she's consigned to a particular circle of hell, right? And there is no out of it, um, as, as John Milton wrote. Um, but she can't get out, but you know, misery loves company, right? So I think she, she's quite happy to see other people dragged down to where she is. So she can spend the rest of her days just having a good old bitch on the porch. Um, because that's all that's left for her anymore. And she's found it in Rabine, I guess. I guess, but they don't even spend that much time together. No. I mean, there are all these weak excuses. I mean, like, it's like a family vacation that you go on with your family as an adult and you are so excited because you're like, oh, great, free babysitting (laughs) and, you know, getting to see whomever, wherever. Um, but after every family member, and I'm pretty sure this is true of every family, like my mother and I can probably share a space for about a week, maybe 10 days. Um, and then she starts to get annoyed. Um, and in the case of your mother, it's probably 10 oh, it's, minutes. Yeah, it's less yeah. than a day now. Yeah. Yeah, can't be done. So I think what they're doing in talking about how wonderful this family was is they're thinking about the few family gatherings mm-hmm. that they've had and how nice it is. Mm-hmm. But it's because they're not doing that every day. Yeah, that's right. It's because it's infrequent. It, it, it was like the... um. Why Isabel's going away party. Yeah, exactly. Right? Where they were like, why can't we do this all the time? Because you don't do it all the time. That's right. why. And also, Rabine went on this long tirade about how she wanted to give her kids the plural family lifestyle and all of that. And now that's not happening for her to younger mm. kids, I guess. And it's like, mm. I just want to be like, come on. There's two kids left that are or there's three kids left that are under 12 right yeah they don't need it they don't need it and given that it hasn't worked could you maybe focus on giving them a childhood which is successful then rather than forcing this thing which has clearly been shown now not to work right and and raising them in a miserable way i just don't i i i know that 
in my heart that Mary's end game is to curse Cody with her dying breath and or to watch the light go out of his eyes. Do you think that Mary is the ghost in her B&B? Like, from the future. She's already haunting it. (laughs) And that'll be the twist right at the end of the show, that we discover the ghost was Mary all along. And it just gets Cody round the neck, right? The rest of his little hair ringlets, they all pop out. No, I don't think she wants to kill him herself. I just think she wants to be there when the lights leave his eyes like she wants to be there in his final moments Uh because she is not going anywhere no she's a tough old boot she's one of those women that will outlive us all she's a tough old boot Mm. and she also is petty she is (laughs) immeasurably petty and uh, will never let anything go. And the only pleasure she has left in her life yeah. is to see him suffer. Is Well, this the problem is, I think it's to actually see them all suffer. I don't see a lot of fondness. I think she's starting to get pleasure from, like, she is schadenfreude made flesh, I think, at this point. Yeah, It's probably. her only pleasure. It's her only pleasure. It's interesting because we see a clip from... A long time ago where she appears to be at some kind of event with Cody and they're talking about jealousy. Mm. And he says, "Oh yeah." I, now, almost everything he says is word salad, right? But it's something along the lines of the vulgarity of the idea <laughs> of you with another lover or two husbands sickens me. The vulgarity yeah. of it all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I don't know if he means Mary with anyone because he just doesn't want to watch Mary have sex with anyone. Um, He certainly doesn't have an interest in doing that himself anymore. Uh, I'm not quite sure what he was on about there. But what was interesting to me is that Mary talks about jealousy as kind of a transient experience like she says it's just an emotion you ride it out and you get through it right always the best way to handle emotions i think um yeah deny them and ignore them no but she's saying you you ride it out Mm. meaning you experience it okay and then but i don't think that's what she does at all i think like cody all of her emotions are extreme And all of her emotional experiences are so intense that she can't see beyond them. Interesting. I I didn't quite see it that way. I I take a more at face value there. I think she is fairly dead inside at this point. I don't think she's having extreme emotions. I, I I think she's telling the truth that she has ridden them out. And the only one that is left is bitterness. And that's it. And self pity. Because she's got plenty of that, because she and Cody are very similar in that regard. They're made for each other. Should have just stopped at one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess it the whole plural families thing was her idea. I just don't... I, I think this is one of those things, you know? There are... I mean, I know you say, um, rightly, that you shouldn't stay married just for the children or because you have children together and you want to 
raise those children together. Um, Guess what? That's going to suck for your kids. I, I feel like a lot of these marriages are past their expiration date for that reason, because yeah. they're no longer raising children together. By the way, if you say that you're staying together for the kids, what you're actually doing there is you are using your children for other reasons why you don't want to separate. And the other reason is usually just inertia and fear, right? Fear of starting again, fear of the other, fear of giving up material possessions. And I think quite often people say, oh, we'll stay together for the kids. But actually, it's not in the kids' best interest. It's rarely in the kids' best interest uh, to do that. So what you're doing is really using your children there. Um, I'm not fond of it. I think that's a little harsh. There are, of course, And I exceptions. think that there are lots of... I mean, I know a couple who endured some very, very difficult years, and they certainly would have gone their separate ways to, if they didn't have children. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're very happy now. Yeah. And they're that, glad that, that they stayed together. Yeah, that that is a completely different thing that's if there is some hope of you actually getting back together what what i'm talking about are people that as soon as the kids leave home then they separate and they always plan to like yeah what were those years for yeah i think that no i do i I do understand that that, but i think exceptions will still apply of course right i and i think it's such a personal decision and it, it can be informed by past traumas and you know how you grew up or yeah it's also kind of a third world a first world problem and to an extent so i'm aware that when i'm saying that i think that that doesn't apply in parts of the world which live in you know greater poverty (laughs) all right so don't think that you know although i say it as a general thing of course you know as soon as i say it i can think of many examples where you may stay together for the kids because survival might depend on it you know essentially and 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 great so don't think i'm criticizing but criticizing but if 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 you're doing it because you think it will be better for your kids emotional well-being i'm not always sure that that's true no i yeah it's that's probably not true it's probably not good to be in a marriage where you that's doesn't that isn't functional right right um and that can mean different things to anyway this is uh <laughs> this is now becoming too long-winded a discussion for such a show um um this one was a bit of a downer yeah. it was kind of sad yeah. um and of course again uh very sad that Wisebel had to go with her mom and her little sis cross country um knowing that Cody elected not to take her Christine did offer that he could take her yep. and she wouldn't go. And I was he... screaming at the TV for this one. Wasn't yeah. It? Made me so damn cross. People letting their kids down is a bit of a thing for me. And yeah, it really hit me emotionally very hard right at the core of me. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, we see him in the car with his mate, you know, because going and selling guns is 
a perfectly reasonable thing to do with your time, but taking your daughter to college is not. And it's just that simple. There's no excuses. There's no defenses. He's made his decision about what's important in his life. And not just as he made his decision, he's let her know what that decision is. And it really hurts watch. Right. And and to Christine's credit, again, yep. the way that Weisabel talks about her father's decision, the fact that you can just tell Christine hasn't, hasn't dabbed him in, yep. right? She could so easily say what all of, what she's thinking, what all of us are thinking yep. to her daughters, and she doesn't do that. And I am... She's better than me. Yeah, she's better than me, too. I, I really admire her. And then you had a perfect kind of crystallization of, of the way Cody rebuilds the past to, to fit his narratives, right? Because his version of it was, um, you know, look, I can be around Christine, but I couldn't do a trip with her. We all saw the dialogue where she said, you can take her. Not we. Yep. You. Yep. In Cody's head, this has now become, she wanted me to be in the same car with them all. By the way, though, I don't think Cody would have fit in that car. Poor old Truly. I know. <laughs> she was in the glove box or something. I mean, she was under like, a, <laughs> like there's 15 blankets on top of her and oh, some boxes and stuff. It reminded me very much of um summers when i was a child and my parents would load up the car my brother and sister and i um and sometimes my sister a friend or boyfriend of my sisters uh in the minivan for <laughs> a 14 plus hour car journey Oof. which is why i Laugh and laugh and laugh when you complain about something being half an hour away. Uh, because we had to do very, very long drives. Um, as most American families yeah, do, yeah. I think. Totally different culture. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this is kind of this felt kind of like a transition episode, but also kind of a sad one. Rabine is gearing up to go toe-to-toe. With Christine, uh, daring to accuse her of lying, um, she's just trying to re retroactively spin the narrative. The problem is, Robine, when you've documented your life for the past decade right. publicly, right. there's going to be quite a lot of evidence to the contrary of right. whatever nonsense it is that you're arguing. Now, usually, we're not for the fact that all this has been televised, she would actually, her her stance would be a really good one because history is left to, you know, the survivors to write, okay? Yeah. So usually, if Christine went off, you, you can spin that narrative any way you want because she's not going to be there to put her side of it, right? And and Rabai's kind of in that mindset. She does seem to have forgotten the ever-present camera crew. Oh, well. Yeah. Also, all the kids are going to see this. All the kids are going to see this. I don't know if they all watch it. They will. Um, crazy, crazy. Let us know what you think. Instagram and Twitter 
for the time being, <laughs> at Blighty Day. That's B L I G H T Y D A Y. Email us, blightydayfiance at gmail.com. Um, join our Facebook group if you're on Facebook. And even if you're not, you know, we've got some good chuckles in there today. We've got a whole thread that's just about mashed potatoes and how good they are. <laughs> They're really good. Potatoes in general, right? Right. Um, we love you. We are so grateful to you for your support. Please subscribe to this podcast. Uh, dip your toe in the Patreon pool if you want to hear more from us. And we will see you next week. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, What's the point of a catchphrase? All right. You know what? Got to catch the catchphrase. The flu has killed my brain. Yeah, we caught the flu instead of the phrase didn't you we? guys i think <laughs> i think a lot i spend a lot i said this in our discord channel another perk of our patreon by the way get to join our discord channel um i spend a lot of time thinking about how for hundreds of years mm-hmm. people in this fair city of london mm-hmm. were um high as fuck on various forms of opiates all the time, always. And then you look at what passes for humor in the Edwardian and Victorian eras. And then you think, would this be funny if I was, um, blasted out of my skull on morphine? It probably would have been right. Anyway, anyway, all we get is Benelin. It'll have to do. And with that, We will see you soon. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.